just because they've traded it that way the whole time doesn't mean you have to trade it that way. Hey, it's Walter here, and you're at the Think Profit Podcast, where we're going to help you develop a rock-solid trading confidence and avoid the potentially endless cycle of system switching. Right, Hugh? That's right. We're going to help you develop a wealth mindset, develop a trading strategy that fits your core personality, and help you overcome the obstacles that stop over 90% of traders. All right, Hugh. Sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do this. Hey, Hugh. So uh, we have a question here from a trader, uh, or uh, yeah, a question that came through. The question is, if you could wave a magic wand and change one thing about your trading, what would it be? And this trader, he says, it's really about accepting my losses. Now, I think this is a really interesting concept because the way I, you know, the way I look at accepting losses is that what happens sometimes with trading is we believe that our ability as a trader is tied to our win rate or our value as a trader comes from the last trade we took. And so there's a whole lot of energy that goes into explaining why the last trade didn't work and maybe modifying you know, our system so that future trades don't end up in the same loser category as the last one and things like that. I think our ego can kind of get mixed in with the strategy and that can lead to some tricky decisions that probably in most cases shouldn't be made. But I'd, I'd be curious to get your thoughts on that. That's kind of my thinking about accepting losses is that I try my hardest and I explain this to my training um, students. You should be at the point where if you have a losing trade, there's only one reason why that happens. And that's because it was the luck of the draw. It was bad luck. Mm -hmm. So you flip a coin, it lands on tails, you lose, it lands on heads, you win. And I know that's oversimplifying, but that's basically trading. If you've done everything right, if you've executed exactly as you should, the only reason why you have a loss is bad luck. It shouldn't be anything you did, anything that was wrong about how the way you analyze the market or the way you did this or that. Nothing to do with you and everything to do with luck. And if you can get to that point, what happens is you kind of remove your ego from it and you just focus on the thing you can control, which is the execution of your strategies. And so I find that to be most freeing. But I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on this idea of how do I start to get to that point where I can accept my losses. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on the ego part. Like that's that's all it really is, right? Is our ego fighting back and saying, "Oh, you're wrong, you're dumb, uh, you messed up, or whatever." But yeah, like you said, in reality, it's just luck of the draw, playing the numbers, playing the odds. And um, I think a lot of it also has to do with just getting used to losing. Maybe going through forex tester or demo trading or whatever, and just kind of like exposing yourself to that and being okay with that, and just kind of doing it over and over and over again so that you get acclimated to it. And I think that's really all it is. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? I mean, it's just, it just comes down to, you know, we feel like like in life, so often you feel like if, if like you're trying to win a race and you don't win the race, right? So what did I do wrong? How can I get faster? Or, you know, you try to get that promotion at work or whatever, and you don't get it. And so you think, well, what could I have done differently? So you're always kind of, you know, as humans, like think about it. Ants have been making um, ant hills for, I don't know, thousands of years, millions of years. They've been making these little ant hills, and they're probably pretty much the same. Like the ant hills that were made 2,000 years ago are probably about the same. But as humans, you know, when did we invent the car? Like in the 1800s or late 1800s or something? And look at how far they've changed. Like we're always thinking of ways to improve things. That's just the way the human mind works. And the same thing happens with trading, isn't it? Where it's like, how can I make how can I make this system better? How can I make this car better? How can I make this fan better? I mean, we have fans now. 
that don't even have blades on them, right? (laughs) It's so crazy how humans are. Like they're so insane. The way that the way that we improve things and we're constantly looking at ways to to make them better. Um, Whereas, you know, if we if we didn't have so much of that mindset, I think that would kind of help with the idea of, you know, accepting losses and really trying to focus on those things that you can control, which is being the best executor of your trading strategies as possible. So Mm -hmm. it's one of those spots, and there are many of them in trading where our instincts or the way that we're built, it kind of goes against what we really need to do uh, in trading. You know, a lot of the, of the, of the basic instincts we have as humans works against us when we're, when we're participating in the market. So it's yeah, a tricky I think thing. At, a, at a certain point you have to say good enough, right? That's good enough. I, I did everything I could do and that's, that's the way it's going to be. So let's just move on and not think about it too much. Yeah. And actually that brings up a good point. I've seen, um, systematic traders who like make automated strategies, mm-hmm. they talk about how, like, let's say you run optimization and you go, oh, the best moving average to use for the strategy is the 23 exponential moving average, right? They say you shouldn't use the 23. If that's mm-hmm. the best one, you should actually use something close to like the 20 or the 25 or whatever, but don't use the 23, right? right? And it's kind of this idea of you want to get used to the idea of using good enough because whatever was best for that strategy back the last five years is not going to be what's the best going forward, right? Mm. So you're always going to be chasing, you know, history, so to speak. So yeah, I think it's it's interesting when you hear um, systematic traders talk about that, about kind of like what you're saying, like using what is is good enough, like it's good enough to work, but it's not like the ideal thing because you're always going to miss on the ideal thing. We don't know how the markets are necessarily going to behave over the next five years. Yeah, huh. that's an interesting concept. So yeah. would they go back and test those or were they just put it in like a live environment? Yeah. So, the, well, from the books that I've read, right. So mm-hmm. what they say is like, you run back, you run the optimization, you go, okay, what, which, which, which one is the most profitable? Oh, it's the 23 moving average. Okay. And then what would the 24 give you? What would the 25, what would the 22 and the 21? And they would look at it like that. And as long as they're all pretty much profitable, I mean, not everyone says it, but some, some of these guys will say, don't use the optimized one. Just use one that's good enough because mm. you don't know. Like, it's not going to be the 23 the next five years. There's just one thing guaranteed. <laughs> if it worked five years on the 23, yeah. the best, and that made the highest profit, it won't be the 23 the next five years. It might be the 20 or, or, the, or the 26 or something, but it's not going to, you know what I mean? So I just found that an interesting idea because it's, it kind of forces your brain down that path, right? Mm-hmm. Of of you know of not over optimizing and of of good enough, which is what you said. Like it kind of clicked that in my mind, like the good enough idea. And I think I try and do that a lot with with simple trading strategies. Some people look at my strategy and say you don't have enough. Like you're you're overlooking. <laughs> yeah. You know not what I mean? Indicators. Like what about? Yeah, you don't have enough. Like 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 I took the um the Ichimoku and I stripped like three quarters of the stuff off the Ichimoku, right? Like Ichimoku traders have told me, oh, this can't work because, you know, you're not looking at this line and then all that stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I don't know. It works for me. I mean, it's pretty simple. You're just using price crossing over, you know, one line. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's just, if you can get to that point where you're okay with good enough, you're okay with simple, it just, the, the fewer degrees of freedom you have, the less likely you are to overfit and curve fit and get to the point where you're not, you're not really going to have something that works in the future. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. My wife told me a story recently that kind of goes with what you're saying right there. Um, she said that I think California has asked if they want to remove the daylight savings time, right? Like about six or seven times. And every time uh, they've said, oh, no, let's, let's keep it. And the number one reason was 
because it's always been that way. <laughs> so like you're going to wake up one hour earlier, one hour later, you're going to mess up your whole schedule just because it's always been that way. And I think that's something to consider, like with that Ichimoku example, right? Like it, just because they've traded it that way the whole time doesn't mean you have to trade it that way. And I think that's something that people should really look into and experiment. And, you know, you're, you're just as smart as any of the other traders. So don't uh, sell yourself short. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I've seen similar things where they say like in Quebec, they were voting to become like a, an independent country or whatever, like, like a independent from Canada. And they just missed like 49% voted yes, right? Mm. But 51% are like, yeah, we've always been part of Canada. So, you know, <laughs> even though we, you know, we speak, I mean, everyone's supposed to learn French in Canada. But yeah, it's kind of, and in Australia, it was the same. Like they were, Australia was going to vote to be a republic and everyone thought it was going to pass, right? Mm. Like all the polls said, I mean, this was years and years and years ago, but everyone thought it was going to pass. They're becoming a republic. Like it was baked in the cake. Right. And then when it came time to vote, everyone was like, ah, we've always kind of had the queen and, you know, we'll stay with the Commonwealth, you know? So it was really, inter- it's really interesting. Like that momentum for, you know, tradition or whatever, where you kind of like, ah, it's always kind of been that if that's the, um, there's a cognitive bias, status quo bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Status quo mm-hmm. bias. That's what it's called mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, it's, ah, it's always kind of been this way. Right. That's how we always do it. So, yeah. Yeah. So interesting how we get into that. You know, we get into that mindset so easily. Yeah, yeah. And I think it really is, in a lot, in a lot of those cases, yeah. it's really a, a case of that generation has to um, pass away and the next generation has to make the change. Otherwise, there's just too many people who are in that in that camp, right? And I think in our own minds, we should be aware of that. How are we giving into that tradition bias or whatever it is? Yeah, I think, yeah, that's a good point. Like, I think eventually, you know, like how on your phone, you can have, you can choose different rings on your phone. Mm-hmm. And you know that that ring that's like the old phone that was like the like the old <laughs> ring yeah, like, yeah. like that'll that'll eventually go away right because mm. there'll be no one alive that knows what that means. <laughs> so all the phones are gonna have all these jazzy ching, 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 all these rings that sound like that, and there'll be no more option for the ring because nobody even knows what that like. They don't, yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. All right, Hugh. Thanks. All right, cool. Thanks, Walter. See ya. See ya. All information in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only and is not trading or investment advice.